Let me get a 10-piece hot, extra crispy, extra wet. Let me get a blue cheese. Matter of fact, two. I'm on celery and fries and a peach drink. And make sure my fries is hot because they was cold last time. to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast, hosted by the Young Aunties. Welcome to the Extra Crispy, Extra Wet Podcast. Y'all come on in the room. Come on in the room. We are your hosts, the Young Aunties, and we so glad y'all here with us today. Y'all could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. All right, we're down here in the South Atlanta area to be exact. And down here, we say it's rude to walk in the room and don't speak and introduce yourself. So we're going to do that first. Hey, Kay, kick us off. What's going on, everybody? It's Auntie Kirby, a.k.a. Where's Kirby Ann, a.k.a. The West Side Woodnip. And I'm checking in from the SWATs as usual. And you know, we got to always bring y'all a little bit of sunshine. Hey, y'all, it's his favorite double C. And I'm not talking about Chanel, it's Coco and Curve V. Florida made Georgia paid up in this motherfucking thing. Hey, everybody need to shoot on their squad. Here's ours. Pew pew. What's up? <laughs> Hazad to Kaylee, aka Killer Kaylee with no kills, aka the original Kaylee established in 1985. Hashtag stop gentrifying my name. Y'all stop doing it. And I am your favorite homegirl, Nick, from the old school locked on you when we put it on you. And that's who's in the building today. All right, y'all know how we start every show. We got to go ahead and get that good wing order and see what the aunties got on our plate. Auntie Kaylee, what are we eating today, ma'am? What are we eating? Uh, you know what? Gonna keep it simple. Uh, some chicken tenders, um, extra crispy, I guess. From I don't know who has the best chicken tenders. I didn't even think about what I'll what I was filling for. American Deli has decent chicken tenders. I'm going to go American Deli, always classic, good. And, you know, honey mustard sauce uh, with maybe a half sweet, half unsweet tea and a side salad. Like that? I, I ain't mad at the chicken tenders. Um, I remember, I don't know if Coco remember, um, two of our coworkers had a debate <laughs> over whether it was chicken fingers or chicken tenders. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> what is it called? What is the right one to call it? I don't know. It was it was just a funny debate. Um so all right, Auntie Kirby, what you got for us today? No, it's something good. No, I'm feeling zesty. So I'm gonna head over to Wingstop. I want me a 10 piece extra crispier, as they ask you to say, well done. Mm-hmm. Um 10 piece lemon pepper. Um, everybody that knows me knows that. Wingstop is my favorite lemon pepper because it tastes like it's like like they zested lemons on top of it. It's not the, even though OG lemon pepper is really good, don't get me wrong, please don't drag me, but it's something about that Wingstop. And then everybody also knows Wingstop got the best ranch in the game. Uh, so I want both the ranch and their blue cheese, but I typically get two blue cheeses and one ranch because I also dip their french fries um, in both of their sauces. It's really, really good. And then... Um, I'm going to keep it cute on the liquids because hashtag new supplements in my life. So I'm going to have some water, also celery and carrots per usual. Um, and then I think I'm going to have some dessert. Um, hey, Marcel's, one of my favorite restaurants in Atlanta. They got a 12-layer chocolate cake. It's a demon. And I'm going to have a slice of it. 
All right, with the dessert on top. Love it. Coco mm. and Kirby. So I'm, is it going to be so, healthy or not healthy? Girl, not healthy. <laughs> I ate healthy all week. Um, so I'm going very far off the wing meter. Like I'm not even eating chicken today. So what I got is what I'm cooking today, which is some cabbage with some smoked neck bones, some meatloaf, some baked macaroni and cheese, some yellow rice, and some um, honey butter cornbread. With oh, dinner at Coco House. <laughs> Come on over. Dinner at Coco's house. Period. Oh, you cook, cooked. Oh yeah, yeah I cook, cook. You know what I'm saying. You know, it, you know, it's serious. They put them neck bones in there. That's the only you know. way to go. You know, I get your bacon, but I like my smoked neck bones in my cabbage. I actually have never had the neck bones in the cabbage. Um, it's always smoked, like smoked turkey, like. Wing meat or like mm, that's uh, good too. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try that with the neck. Oh bone. yeah, definitely try. I've had all kind of day. I done had you know ham, turkey, uh neck bone. I done had everything. Um and, and I've I've also had it with nothing in there, um, uh, which is not nice. <laughs> <laughs> Listen now, look, cabbage in the cast iron with a little butter and onions though, that hit. You ain't even got to put you know if if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's cool, but it's kind of like, you know, it's cool. You know, hey, somebody been giving you caviar, then somebody hand you a hot dog, and you're like, eh. <laughs> really quick though, caviar is overrated. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Each his own. Um, okay, so my meal of the day, I'm gonna give a shout out to one of our auntie listeners, Samantha, um, because she hit me up and let me know that she tried a new wing restaurant and uh, two new flavors in honor of the aunties and something that she heard. She heard us uh, talk about honey lemon pepper and she went and tried it and she loved it. Um, and she also tried A1 wings, um, like A1 steak sauce type wing. That was interesting as well. So I just want to shout out to, to our aunties and uncles out there listening who enjoy, you know, the wing orders and the the suggestions and the going out and venturing and trying some of the things y'all hear us say and we hope it's working out and give us the feedback let us know how it worked out so in honor of her that's what i'm doing honey lemon pepper and a1 wings a1 that is very interesting i i my my taste buds are saying that only goes with beef but you know what i'm here for it why not obviously somebody like it they got it on the menu i'm sure it's gonna hit you right here when you eat it on your steak. <laughs> so I had A1 sauce in a long time. Or Heinz 57. I wonder like how they make it for wings. Like maybe they add a little something. I don't know. Um, I'll have to find out. Look, look it up and see how people make A1 wings. Um, but now I gotta try it. I'm GP. <laughs> gotta try it. So yeah, shout out to our listeners. Um, all right, moving right along. Y'all know what time it is. One of my favorite. Parts of the show, Auntie of the Week. And I think technically, Kirby, is it aunties? To a degree. So we're going to recognize a group of aunties this week uh, um, known as uh, Sisters to the Summit. Um, this is a very, very interesting story to me. So essentially, a woman named Erica, uh, who was turning 50 soon, decided that uh, she wanted to hike Kilimanjaro. Well, this turned into a big thing and a group of her friends and some others decided to go along with her. So 12 women of color actually, and they actually set a record, 
for being the first group of black women of this magnitude to actually get to the summit of Mount Kilimanjaro. Um, she said she had been discussing it for many, many years and they finally decided to take the eight day journey. So it started out as 14 women, but two unfortunately had to turn back because of altitude sickness. Anybody that knows about hiking, you know, um, especially going in high elevations, started losing amounts of oxygen and stuff like that. So, you know, that can sometimes make people very ill. Um, but they finally decided to do it. They decided to train at Martha's Vineyard. Um, it was a really, really exciting um, process for them. And they also described themselves as a high maintenance group, wanted to make sure that they had access to at least three bathrooms and showers during their training, et cetera. Uh, but this was a beautiful thing. Um, it's actually on the Madame Noir website. So I would say anybody who wants to know about it, definitely go check it out. Uh, but again, celebrating the sisters to the summit. This is a really, really big deal. Anybody that knows about like wonders of the world and different mountain climbing and stuff like that. We know about Mount Everest, but Kilimanjaro is the highest freestanding mountain in the world and the highest mountain in on the continent of Africa. So these 14 women took that eight to nine day trip at its highest point, 19,000 feet above sea level. That is a very, very big deal. Um, and they had to do all the same things that any other climber would do. Um, sometimes having to sleep at like base camps and stuff like that. So it takes a lot of effort. And as a person, who has backpacked across the country and done the training that's necessary to do these kinds of things. I know that this was not easy. It takes a lot of commitment, a lot of discipline. So shout out to the Sisters to the Summit for doing something and setting a record for Black women across the world and also showing that Black women are hikers and mountain climbers uh, and making history. So congratulations to the aunties, the Sisters to the Summit. Awesome. Yes, Black women do it all. And I'm, I'm glad that you ended with that because I think sometimes we do get left out of certain conversations, certain activities, sports, things to do, professions, um, and maybe we're not as visible, which is why people say representation matters. Um, so to see 12 women simultaneously, um, you know, go on this adventure is an amazing thing. And shout out to the aunties. And they did it with style. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's quite a bougie group. So that's why I'm like, I'm here for that. Let's do it. <laughs> I love it. But where there's a will, there's a way. You know, they did it their way. Um, they We don't want to rough it out. We're going to, you know, do what we got to do. But we want to shower and be clean and, and cute and, and do it that way. And I love it, you know. And maybe that will also inspire other people who may not, male or female, who may not want to do it, a, you know, a different way and see, well, you know, if they can do it that way and pull it off, maybe I can too. So, wow. you know, when I go on a walk um, today, I'll have those women in spirit with me and pushing me. Say, if they can get up that mountain, I can get around this neighborhood. Period. <laughs> Amen. All right. We ready to go into the menu? Absolutely. I'm Let's eat. <laughs> All right. Y'all know we do Atlanta and Georgia first. Um, not a whole lot's been going on, but I mean, y'all know there's shootings every day here. They go on all the time. We don't be yeah. We we could talk about that, but we don't want to get you know make this the shooting report for you guys. So we're gonna try to keep it cute. I'm gonna go to my good auntie Kaylee to kick us off. Um, kind of sports related, but not really. Yeah, kind of. Um, so <laughs> earlier this month, Julio Jones home. Unfortunately, uh, he's one of the latest celebrity. Uh, celebrities who have been victimized by burglary. Uh, a report was called in <clears throat> um, for the burglary. And so an off-duty officer actually spotted Mr. Martin Williams 
who's 31 goddamn years old, a Bowling Green, Kentucky, um, who was actually, who fit the description of the burglar, one, um, and then two, was actually wearing one of Julio Jones sweatshirts. Are you so um, he is currently, uh, he was charged <laughs> with two counts of first degree burglary. Um, and at the time that I read this, he was still in the Fulton County Jail. Um, and the only question I have is, did he did he just start committing burglaries? Is this his first <laughs> crime that he's ever committed? Because it uh, seems like he was not prepared at all. <laughs> what are y'all thoughts on this? He was wearing the evidence. Go, go ahead, Kirby. It's giving entry level. Um, it's giving just graduated. <laughs> um, it's giving, there's nothing on my resume. Um, it's giving volunteer work only, like you was volunteering um, before you actually went and did your first professional uh, hit. Um, sir, like, <laughs> right, period. <laughs> like, it's giving red shirt. Um, like, <laughs> all of that. Like, y'all know one of my favorite things is like, I don't, like, I don't want people to do bad things, do negative things, but if you are, do that shit. Do that right. shit. Do it. Like, if I'm gonna steal, like I've and I've said this, like even when I was working in like retail, I was like, if I get caught stealing, know that I was trying to embezzle at least one hundred million dollars, and I tried to escape right. America. Like, like <laughs> you walk around wearing the evidence. Um, like I just like I would just I, would, I like if I was like the interrogator, I'm just like I would like to let's let's see if we can run down your resume. When when was the first time you stole something? What was it that you stole? And when you stole it, did you also get caught? Were you sitting there licking the lollipop that you took out of CVS as you walked out? Like, what was it? How, how does how does this process work? What is your process? You know, how do you how do you approach this particular position? Like, sorry, really? And I know that like there's been some issues across like Atlanta, Mariah Carey house got broken into. A couple other folks a couple months ago we reported on that, and I'm just like, number one, how are these folks finding out where y'all stay? Because what you're supposed to do when you buy a house as a celebrity is put it into an entity. So when they look up your tax records, if they're an intelligent criminal, I'm not saying that you should. When you look up their tax records, you should see a business entity and not the person's name. Like, are y'all on social media? Because by the way, recording in your house, people can figure out where you live. So you got to be careful with that too. So if you're going on live and stuff like that, like do it in your office, like with a background or something. But I just, yeah, I would just, I would want to know, you know, how long have you been stealing? You know, do you have specific skill sets? Are you a cat burglar? Um, you know, are you, a, you know, picking the lot kind of got like, you know, what were your, what were your, what was your actual capability of burglary uh, before doing this? Because it's, it's very much giving novice. And I don't know if I mentioned this, he was actually caught by an off duty officer. So I don't know if the person was even looking for him specifically. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is, this is, this is terrible. <laughs> What are you doing? And then you wear, like you said, you're wearing the evidence. Um, that's why, maybe that's why the off duty cops saw him like, ain't that the sweatshirt that was reported? <laughs> right. He got it on. You know, like this, this is really ridiculous. At this point, y'all criminals are just too dumb. Y'all are, at, at this point, I see criminals going in, waving at the camera on the ring cam, taking their mask up, giving shout outs. Um, leaving photocopies of their license, their re car registration, their social security card, 
you know, on the table just to let you know who came in here and took your stuff. What is going on with criminals specifically in Atlanta? And then y'all take your stupid stuff. Why would you steal a sweatshirt? And then wear it. And wear it. (laughs) (laughs) If it was worth something, at least sell it. (laughs) Get it off you. Do something, but then you're going to wear it? Like, come on now. Shout out to the off-duty officer who was obviously on his P's and Q's and remembered what they told him in briefing that week and, and saw the evidence and made the arrest. Shout out to him. Julio, Julio, I hope you got all your stuff back. Um, I would want that man to keep that shit. And I want to know also how are they breaking in? Like, I mean, I guess this isn't going to be revealed to us, but why is it so easy to break into these homes? Um, like, what's the security like, y'all? If a reality show come out about this, I'm gonna I'm gonna be very irritated, very upset because that is a very good question. How are they getting into? What kind of security system? I know y'all got better than a ring door cam in y'all house. I was you sure. a multi-million dollar house and got one bolt lock. Like, come on now. Or a chain lock or something. Somebody can kick your shit in. Like, y'all, come on now. Yeah, especially being high profile. Um, how, Like you said, how are they finding these people's homes? How are they breaking in? Are they going through the door, the window? Is this, Are these inside jobs? Do everybody have the same maid? Does everybody have the same locksmith? Like, what is going on? To where these homes are getting hit like this you know does everybody have the same gardener or pool person that's able to like case the joint i'm just wondering my mind goes there so yeah yeah you see what i'm saying like it just gets to be like a little hmm but also you try to connect why are y'all choosing again don't if it's an inside job why are y'all choosing people that are like going to get caught anyways you know what i don't know coco you got anything no, y'all said it all. He's a dummy <laughs> and went to dummy university and he should probably get another profession because he's not good at it. It's giving Capella. It's, it's giving, giving very much Capella. Yeah, I don't think this is a profession for you, dog. <laughs> it ain't working. Um, all right. Well, dumb crooks to dumb crooks. We're gonna keep it moving with that. Kirby, I'm coming to you. Um, I need you to let me know about what's going on prison escapes and stuff like that. Break it down. So y'all know East Atlanta Cock and Hammer. There's a penitentiary um, in East Atlanta and apparently the director of the Federal Bureau of Prisons um, isn't being inspected because um, this particular penitentiary um, is being investigated. Why is it being investigated? Because it's some Shawshank Redemption shit going on. Prisoners have been escaping through holes. All kinds of contraband has been being given. The article specifically talks about <laughs> since 2018, inmates have been coming and going through holes in the fences and smuggling contraband like liquor, uh, cigarettes, cell phones, etc. Probably some pussy for all we know. Um, and in 2019, it was actually reported that an inmate was even using co- a contraband cell phone to broadcast a Facebook live stream from his prison cell. And just a quick note on that. <laughs> Any woman that has been on that bottom of the barrel dating app POF knows that this is true because you will see men with pictures on a bunk with their dudes that's in their room or whatever. And it's like, how do you, how did, anyways. Um, but essentially there's an investigation going on. Senator Ossoff is actually involved in it. Um, there actually have been 800 contraband cell phones uh, that were confiscated in 2021 during a sweep. 
And actually in 2020, more than half of the surveillance cameras did not work. And this is a penitentiary. And y'all know jail uh, and penitentiary is kind of two different things. Jail is like, you know, you got picked up on some Rudy Pooh shit on the streets. Penitentiary, you might be a murderer. Um, you you might do like some grand theft or something like that. Like these are like true ass criminals. So the fact that they can sneak through holes and stuff, I'm just like, uh, help us. Um, and if half the cameras don't work, like obviously, like if 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 uh, Morgan Freeman uh, is out here, you know, <laughs> picking locks and stuff, it's not gonna be a problem. Uh, it says that 142 of 253 cameras were actually down, and even the ones in the operation uh, were three hours off recording time. Which leads me to believe also inside job um, and the staff is actually being uh, investigated too because they uncovered that in some of the staff intentionally damaged prison's drug detection system, the prison's drug detection system, and it did not work for over a year. Um, listen, I don't know if like these prisoners were providing like bonuses for some of the staff uh, in the form of cigarettes and cell phones. And other liquor, or are they in relationships? But like, I'm not risking my life or my job just so you can get, you know, uh, a Kit Kat bar from the uh, from the, the from the uh, drugstore across the street or from the gas station across the street. This is really, really unsafe. And like, as funny as it is, it's like if these people are able to escape, and these are like maximum security, like prisons. Like, this is like a big penitentiary. Anybody that's been on that side of Atlanta to that penitentiary, like, it's huge. Like, it occupies acres of land. It's got these big, like tall fences and like the barbed wire stuff like it's serious they got houses on campus for the uh for the guards and stuff to stay on like this is a huge huge prison if these folks are able to get out um you know i also think about the fact that they should be teaching that man that stole from julio how to steal but that's a whole conversation but if these people are able to get out imagine how many crimes are potentially getting committed how long are these people outside whose houses are they going to like if you can't keep somebody in prison then what can you do i don't it's crazy. How do y'all how do y'all feel about the fact that number one, tax, taxpayer money is going towards making sure this prison is operating, but that there's a possibility that you might get hemmed up uh, by somebody who decided, you know what, I need some cool miles. I'm finna go up on the defense tonight. I don't know. The only thing I gotta say is um, I'm I don't know if I'm impressed, shocked, <laughs> dismayed. Right. Like that they're actually leaving, but they then like they're returning. So that's um if, if I got a way out of prison, I'm I ain't coming back. So uh I guess that's like a good like big ups to them for like being responsible in me to like being what like no one's supposed to be at. Like I don't know how to feel about it. It's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> It definitely is. I mean, <laughs> first of all, <clears throat> I mean, where they gonna sleep at if they leave? For real, for real. I'm Unless sure they got people because yeah. obviously they got people. They got connects that's, you know, supplying stuff for them. Um, I'm impressed with the skill set of being able to dig these holes with the precision that they have done it with probably limited tools. Um, who did that? Because we need to use them um, to help do all kind of stuff on the outside. You need to be on. Well, you probably ain't don't need to be a trustee, but you know you need to be doing some of that work um, that we put prisoners to work doing, since that's what we do anyway. Um, I am also like laughing at like y'all leaving and coming back, um, which is probably even more dangerous. I'm sure that these a uh, lot of guards are being paid off. Um, whoever is supplying them is supplying money. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they, it's probably been very lucrative for them. But it, I think the, the public overall should be concerned. Mm-hmm. And, and this is why I said people need to really pay attention, be involved in your local politics, know who these people are, who, who is the commissioner um, responsible for this and all things like that, um, because this should not be happening. Um, public safety is at risk if this is going on. Um, it is no telling what these people doing when they come in and going, what they're bringing in and out, and that puts all of us in danger. Mm-hmm. Molly, you in danger, girl. <laughs> Maybe we're not. I mean, I don't know. It seems like they have a, a specific goal and mission, and they just going out to do that and coming right back. So I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, they probably got like a, a team. Like, no, you can't go out. Because last time we sent you out, buddy, you almost didn't return. You know, like, you too dangerous to go out. But oh, I'll yeah, they, out. yeah. They ain't trying to let nobody mess it up for them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. They bad when they fill in them holes. Yeah. After all that work, them, them holes about to get filled in. Yeah, I, I don't see. I know oftentimes, like working um, in the government, like they don't want people to know that they fucked up, so they yeah. sweep shit under the rug. So even if it, we'll never know, this shit is never gonna really come out for real because they're never gonna uh, take accountability for not doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, this is crazy. Who's auditing these places? Like, how are all these cameras out and they? nothing been done. That doesn't even make sense. Right. Bad enough that they have blind spots in facilities and they try not to, but it still happens. But to have that many cameras out, that's ridiculous. That doesn't even make sense. I don't even understand how y'all still open and operating with that level of danger going on. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, like, this also shows, like, honestly, the skill level and the talent of so many incarcerated people. Mm-hmm. The fact that y'all can pull off this level of operation and, and, and physical labor under the radar is amazing. So imagine if they could use that in a positive, productive, law-abiding way. And that's what we need to be trying to do um, with rehabilitating people who are incarcerated. Mm-hmm. They really mm-hmm. dug them holes. Listen, I'm very, very entertaining. Uh, but you know, I'm, so, social media has really like showed me that they really be in prison living it up having the time of their life i've never seen so many parties and soul food uh tutorials and cooking tutorials about men in prison they all on tiktok facebook instagram i'm talking about oh y'all just having a good time no wonder why y'all don't mind about being in prison for the rest of y'all life y'all just end up making it work for y'all Okay, and it's free, free room and board. <laughs> you I was free Wi-Fi. With a welding degree, get your GED. You can get all whatever you know certificate you want to get while you're right. doing you got a four-year plan for prison. Right, right. Then you got the dummies on love after lockup, giving you eighty bands a year. You know, just just living your life. Yeah, they be on um even on Kendra G um her dating show. There's been people that popped on there from prison. And, and she had to ask them, like, are you in prison? Like, pay in the room. Put, put the, put the, and they try to say no sometimes. And she's like, no, like, show me. And they're, like, literally locked up in their cell. Um, Like Auntie Kirby said, they on these dating apps. They out here asking for love. Cinder blocks don't lie. The cinder yeah. blocks don't lie. <laughs> they don't. And don't. That's the block walls, sir. They don't. You know, your white your white jumpsuit with the blue collar. 
Bunk bed. Don't yeah. lie. Context clues that you just you know y'all gotta pay attention. You gotta pay attention. It's, it'll tell on you every time. Right. Um. Uh, but yeah. All right. Well, moving right along, Auntie Kaylee, I'm coming back to you. Uh, wait for uh, what would y'all do if you seen a dude just climb out a hole in a prison uniform? Take off right. Mind my goddamn business. <laughs> now. I didn't see that shit. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I'm going to hit you with a smooth. How you doing, sir? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what you were. Was it prison for? I don't want to trigger you. None. I, I, opposite direction. Enjoy. I, I purposely did not go into criminal justice, um, and I'm not going to go into it because I see somebody crawl out of a hole. I'm fine. Okay. Nope. I ain't about to be nobody hero that day. Uh-uh. Okay. All right. Moving right along. Um, people out here doing really disgusting things. And... Uh, Kaylee, break this one down for the people. This is crazy. All right. So speaking of people who deserve to be put under the jail and not have no hole or way out of it, uh, Mr. Ernest LaCour, 30, of Oklahoma, uh, he is currently arrested and charged for uh, knowingly spreading HIV uh, to women in his area that he was dating. Um, There are at least three victims that have been identified or have come forward um, and in the article that I read, it stated that he knew uh, or he was diagnosed with HIV in 2019. So number one, um, you're disgusting. Uh, but also to the women out there, um, let's not date 30 year olds named Ernest. Like that was probably, you know, number one. I'm just saying, and it, I mean, oh man, Ernest, no. Uh, but yeah, he's disgusting. His he's nasty. So he's actually locked up right now in a half million dollar uh, bond. And so, how do y'all feel about this? I know everybody's probably equally disgusted, but this is also a PSA and a reminder: HIV is still real. It's still out there. It's still spreading. Please know your status. Get tested. Ask your partners to get tested. Um, and as well as other, um, you know, STDs that are out there because there are a lot of other STDs or other STDs that you cannot get rid of. So let's all be mindful about who we hopping on and inside and on top of. All right. So Kirby, I know this is probably especially personal for you. So, um, I don't know how much you want to share. Oh, you already know. I'm going to share it off. In college, I I used to host the um, World AIDS Day um, uh, event at our school because my mother actually passed away of complications of HIV AIDS. Um, And her particular circumstance wasn't necessarily intentionally malicious. Um, The person that she contracted it from was was actually her best friend um, and my godfather. Um, who happened to be bisexual man, but at that time in history, it was not okay for him to be out. We all know um, how the LGBTQI plus community has been treated. Um, and it was at the height of the, 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 the HIV AIDS uh, epidemic. Um, and so she passed away actually in August of 1997. So it's been 25 years um, as of this year. Um, I, even before becoming a sexually active person, was very much an advocate for people being tested. I used to get tested even though I wasn't active to show people how easy it was. It's not hard to know your status. Um, but to, to bring it from a, a less somber note, like, y'all, we got to stop, uh, we got to stop free balling. 
uh, raw dogging out here. It's just, I don't, I don't even know what else to, to tell y'all. Um, I, I definitely wish that my mother was here. Um, and it all comes back down to a conversation around honesty. Uh, honesty with oneself and honesty with others. Um, that's why I'm like, uh, I'm a huge advocate for not lying, being uh, unabashedly, radically honest. Um, and sometimes I, you know, get side eyes about like, oh, you just telling everything. I'm like, here, but you're taking away someone's choice when you're not honest with them. Um, it can be something as simple as being at the grocery store and somebody telling you, okay, well, this is wild caught uh, and this is farm, or this is all wild caught, even though it's actually all farm. You got to be honest with folks so that you don't take away somebody's choice. You don't want your choice taken away. Don't take away somebody else's choice. And then it also speaks to the fact, and then I'll, I'll, I'll give a bit of addiction, that Black women, um, most cases of transmission of HIV to Black women are from Black men who are not being honest um, and not taking care of their health. Um, and we obviously know that currently the internet is kind of in an uproar. There's a huge divestment movement going on. Um, as it relates to Black women <laughs> moving away from Black men, not saying that non-Black men cannot give you HIV if they're being irresponsible. But I really I really would hope that Black women especially would be thoughtful. Just because someone is wooing you, just because someone is courting you, just because someone is giving you attention, doesn't mean that they deserve your labor, your body, or your attention. Um, and so, you know, women that were impacted, but I'm also an advocate for... Um, uh, accountability. And the reality is that if you have sex without a condom, um, even if you do have it with a condom, you still can get other uh, sexually transmitted diseases. If you have sex, period. Hell, if you kiss somebody, you can get something. Um, and so my hope is that this is a, a cautionary tale that will be a, a banner to help people remember that you can't, you can't be rolling around with everybody. Um, you can't be rolling around with Mr. out here. Um, so very, very sad, but also, you know, a reminder to, to all of us, you know, we all have our urges, but don't fuck somebody to your death. Ooh. Coco? Um, I think one, it's always important to know your status. And I think we have to get away from the um, negative stigma behind it, like getting tested or, you know, getting offended if somebody asks you, like a, your partner or somebody you're seeing asks you when the last time you've been tested. Like, stop getting offended. Like, because we all should, as adults, if you're if you're active and you're having sex, that's something that you need to do regularly. Like, that's not, it shouldn't be, you shouldn't be confused about it. You shouldn't be, and if you're scared to know, stop fucking. Like, it's just that simple. Like, if you're scared to know, if you're scared to, you know, put your big girl panties on and your big boy boxes on, you need to stop having sex. Because that's the reality of it. Like, we all are choosing to engage in that and, and, and uh, a possibility or outcome could be us getting an STD. Like, if you're willing to take that risk, you have to be educated and educate yourself on it. And also, just, like, y'all don't be asking those type of questions. <clears throat> I'm not trying to be funny or mean, but it's like, at some point, like, y'all, you don't have that conversation with your partner. Because I'm happy. And you're going to show me something, and I'm going to show you because I don't got nothing to hide because I don't want to take your choice away from you, and I don't want you to take our choice away from me because I'm going to put my hands on you. I'm being honest, like you have that, you know, where you still can live with it. You know, they got medicine, but like being honest, nobody wants to live with that. If you can, like, I'm pretty sure if everybody had a choice, they will opt out of ever having it. Any STD, nobody wants that. Like nobody wants to have to deal with that. Yes, you can live through it. Yes, you have people who, you know, make it to be a hundred years old, however, whatever. But it's like at the end of the day, 
we have to start being accountable for ourselves and we have to know our status and we have to be, you know, open the floor to have that conversation with somebody. Yeah. Um, That's my point on it. And fuck Ernest. And I hope he, you know. He's not very earnest, is he? No, with his stupid self. Like, I, I don't know. That just, I, I just feel like we become uncomfortable or we don't want to offend anybody. But I'm going to offend you because I'm going to ask you. And if you don't give me the answer that I th- I want, bye. Yeah, like straight up, if you're asking me to open my legs, I'm gonna ask you to open the medical records. Period. Um, I, I feel like that's that's an equal ask there. Um, 1.7 million people every year um, still are getting HIV. 38,000 of those cases alone are here in the United States. Um, that's a huge number to be 2022. And we're still doing this. And we've been doing um, this since the 70s. You know what I'm saying? Especially with so with us being armed with so much knowledge now that you know we're still doing it. It's kind of like when you see a new crackhead in 2022. Like in the <laughs> 80s when nobody knew what crack was going to do. Yeah, okay. But now we know. And so it forces you to think, why are we still doing these things? Um, like, like, Like it was already pointed out, there are a lot of things other than HIV um, that people can get that don't go away. I am like literally so sh- shaken, straight shook at the amount of women that I know, women specifically that I know in my personal life, friends and family that have been affected by men who have given them herpes, chlamydia, gonorrhea. HIV um, and HPV. And some of these things, like you say, even wearing a condom, HPV is skin to skin contact. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And what's so crazy, that can lead to cervical cancer. Mm -hmm. And these are things that women are dealing with every day. And ladies, I I would love to talk to the men and to tell y'all to be responsible. But at the end of the day, we are all responsible for our own health. And so as a woman, I'm telling women, be careful. I'm saying be overly careful. Stop allowing other people to take your health in their hands because they're never going to respect you the way you, you should respect yourself. You have to protect you. Every single time you lay down with somebody, you got to ask yourself, is this worth dying for? Because that's what could happen, unfortunately, in this day and age. Um, it's not hard to get tested. It's not hard to keep up with your with your status. And it's not hard to keep up with your partner's status. Um, it was one more thing I wanted to say. And it just slipped my mind. So sorry about that. But at the end of the day, I just need everybody to take their health into their own hands and be careful. Y'all got anything else? What he said, just want to say, yeah, remove the stigma. We definitely need better, like, education around sex. Like, it shouldn't be a taboo topic. It shouldn't be embarrassing. Like, these are things that, you know, like you said, life or death. So. All right. Moving right along. Y'all tired of talking about Kanye yet? Because we're not. Never! (laughs) I mean, it's so much um, 
Kanye that has been happening. Even as of last night, I'm seeing new updates on Kanye. Mm -hmm. This morning, I'm seeing new updates on Kanye. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to try our best to give y'all what has happened up until this point. Auntie Kirby, I'm going to give this to you. It's on you, dog. Can you break it down? Listen, and I ain't finna do too much because Kanye already has. Um, a couple of things uh, in the Kanye saga or the Ye saga or whatever the fuck he's referring to himself as at this point. Um, people up in arms talking about some will. Uh, Apple is now limiting Kanye West's music um, uh, as far as streaming is concerned, while uh, R. Kelly's music has been left intact. Um, that is a conversation that has come up recently um, as you talk about these different things unfolding. Also, it has recently uh, come to the to the fold, to the forefront, to the to the front of the congregation that Ye was considering considering naming one of his albums Hitler. Um, and another tidbit of information, uh, and probably a result of again his foolishness, actually lost two billion dollars of his worth um, in the last couple of weeks from the antics that have been going on. Uh, one of the reaction videos that I saw that made me chuckle was a black man talking about how he had a Chase preferred card. Um, and that now that everything that's been going on with Kanye has been going on, he is no longer going to be a Chase customer. Newsflash, my love. Um, Chase, don't give a, Chase don't give a fuck about that $500 you got in the account. I promise you. Um, they are not concerned. And I think that it's interesting, in particular, black uh, black men that have supported Kanye West all these years. Um, y'all didn't uh, have no problem when he was being anti-black as hell. But then again, that's something y'all like to do. Um, now suddenly you want to come to his defense. Um, and you have a problem with how he's being treated. Um, and all of it comes down to, in my observation, that, um, and we don't like to have this conversation and be honest, uh, Black people in this country are not unified in certain ways, um, in certain causes. And then we get mad when other groups of people um, are like, nah, fuck that, you're not going to talk about us or to us or about us like that. Um, and, and I'm not necessarily going to say that Kanye did not say anything that is accurate, but you you don't <laughs> you don't run through the congregation and slap everybody and then get to the pulpit trying to say a message like that's just not how that works. Um, so I don't you know I would love to hear you all's thoughts about some of the other things that you all have seen come to uh, come to the light. Um, but to want to name an album Hitler, uh, <laughs> sir. You <laughs> I don't know if it's the clonopin, Lexapro. <laughs> Whatever it is that you're supposed to be taking for your BPD one or two, whichever version you have of it, but like you essentially are destroying your life. And uh, I think finally the black community collectively, maybe not your your black homeboys or whatever, but the black community collectively is just like, nah, you can't you can't come back to the to the culture. You can't come back to the congregation no more. You don't you don't drug it too far, sir. So how do y'all how do how do y'all feel? I think it's the black women. Black men are still saying Kanye West is a genius. And he meant he did that on purpose. He 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 said all those things to get out of a bad contract. But if he was a genius, why would he sign a bad contract? Like, Ooh. like <laughs> that's so smart. Let's, let's break it down. <laughs> like, if you're so smart, like because you didn't sign with Nike because they gave you a bad contract. So, but you went to sign with Adidas knowing that they gave you a bad contract. Then you say, Well, in a couple of years, I'm gonna go off the hand to say some real crazy ass shit so I can get out of my contract. But what genius lose $2 billion or their worth on purpose? Like, I, it's really not adding. Uh, the math is not mathing. But go back back to what Auntie K said, Black people, we can't get upset that, you know, Adidas didn't cancel him when he said racism was a choice and 
you know, Gap and whoever else counseled them. But we were still, well, not we, but you all were still buying Yeezys. You all were still going out and to the Donda concert and, you know, sitting through all of that, whatever the fuck that was. So why would they? They wasn't losing money. But when he said, thanks about another group of people and he start, they started losing money, they're like, oh, no, nah, you can't be here doing all of that. So really, it's we don't have that force. We don't we, like when people say stuff about us or Kanye or whoever, you know, you have a group of people like, yeah, I can see what they're saying. You have the other group of people who be like, no, that was wrong. We're not unified. So that's why nobody take us serious. Like they still like and y'all still support him. Black men is still supporting him. You know, it goes back to black men. Just they'll support anybody. Like I, I just be like so weak willed and easily influenced. But that's another conversation for another day. But yeah, like. I just don't understand. Oh, and back to the R. Kelly thing. I can see the, their point that they're making, but they haven't took Elvis' music down, and he was known for going with underage girls. So it's 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 not about that. It that R. Kelly and Kanye West is not about the. It's not about him saying those racist comments versus him versus R. Kelly touching underage girls. Like those, it clearly it's not about that. They don't care about that. And black people, y'all still stream R. Kelly music, so why would they take it out? It's a, they're about their coins. So if they're losing money, they're going to if who if the person is causing them to lose money, they're not fucking with them. R. Kelly is not causing them to lose money. Y'all still playing him at the barbecue. Well, you know why? Because no one cares about black victims. No it's one cares about black women as victims. No one cares about young women in the case of Elvis as as victims. They that will not cause or that does not devalue right. you. Um, and that it says a lot about our society. A mm -hmm. lot. Uh, Kanye was a straight tripping. And I think he's, well, obviously, he's <laughs> tripping. He's been tripping. But um, I do think it is performative on a certain level. Like, I do think he, there is some point he's actively trying to make. Uh, because I don't think, okay, I do think he's nuts. But I do think he has some kind of method to whatever, his madness. I just don't think it's working out in his favor. And I don't think it's going to turn out the way that he wants it to. Mm -hmm. But it is giving very much so performative. Um, I was watching an interview that he did recently um, last night. And he's almost trying to set himself, set himself up as some sort of like martyr uh, like comparing himself to Jesus and, and, you know, the flesh and they're going to tear me down. But I'm, and I mean, it was a couple of years ago that Kanye West is going around calling himself God and all of that. And so I really do think he has a God complex. He's extremely narcissistic. Um, Kanye, I haven't heard all of his comments as far as, uh, as they pertain to the Jewish community. Um, what I did hear, it didn't necessarily okay it was hateful or it wasn't nice i mean i don't know if it was technically hate speech what i heard was him say i can say whatever i want about jews i can say what i want and adidas is not going to get rid of me i heard him say that um i heard him say oh uh the jewish community they have financial literacy i want that more for black people again that point in and of itself, you can make that point. Number one, but you don't have, even have to compare blacks to Jews to make that point. But that wasn't help, uh, hateful in and of itself, right? Mm -hmm. But then you want to tweet out, I'm going DEFCON 3 on Jews tomorrow. That's where he messed up. Mm -hmm. 
because who says that? There's a lot of race, people say racist things all the time about black folks. And then I was really trying to think, but who has threatened harm? Who has said, I'm going DEFCON 3 on African-Americans tomorrow? I'm, I'm taking out all black people tomorrow. I'm taking out, no one talks like that. You know, we had the one radio host who said nappy headed hoes. Terrible. He kept his job. What was his name? Amos? Amos? Something. Don Imus. Imus. There you go. He kept his job. But if you just say one thing, he didn't say, I want to murder all the nappy headed hoes. That's a different statement. It's still hateful. Both are hateful. But I mean, you can't say stuff like that. I just, and I don't get it. And then also, he's genius. He gets booted from all his contracts. Then you knocking on Skechers' door, unannounced visit to Skechers, what? trying to beg them. Skechers of all people. That is the most conservative white Christian shit ever. <laughs> and the corniest brand, also. Like I mean, like Skechers. Okay, I just you know if he would have got a deal with them, Skechers would have went up. Like, and that I think sometimes I believe that like that's the point that he's trying to prove, mm -hmm. but. I, I think he's calling black people dumb in their face and they don't understand that. Like, that's mm -hmm. how I feel sometimes because if he goes to Skechers and, or he calling, I ain't gonna say black people, he's calling his supporters and people in general dumb in their face without them knowing it. Because basically saying, no matter what I do, you're gonna support me. Like, I, I run this. I'm finna go to Skechers and get a brand and watch Skechers go up and now everybody's wearing Skechers. It's even disciple. It's, it's even very much. <laughs> like and I don't think people is understanding that I'm you know I'm I'm not buying it um clearly but people will like and I think that's the point that he's trying to make and then he also they were saying he was trying to make a point that you know uh a lot of business and brands don't care about black people because when I said slavery was a choice I didn't get dropped from no deals but that was because black people wasn't making any noise mm -hmm. because when we want to make noise and get people put out their job we can we, and we have done that. But it's like, we didn't make enough noise so they didn't care. But the Jews, you know, you can't really play with them because they gonna, they, they being down your door. Every yeah, step but, but, but then he, he directly said, I'm going death con three on Jews. Like, it's one thing to say, oh, the Jewish community does this or they're known for this and just say like a stereotypical, like a make a stereotypical statement, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to like threatening, like, harm, danger. I'm taking y'all out. I'm wiping y'all out. Whether it's theoretical or not, you can, you know you can't say that about any group of people. Yeah. No one even talks like that. And so it's like, oh yeah, I'm making this point that, oh, I can say anything about Blacks, but oh, now when I said something about the Jewish community, everyone's mad. Dude, you threatened them. Like, you can't, you can't talk like that. That's madness. It's complete madness. And when Kanye West talks about talks about his, his views, his beliefs, Kanye West doesn't care about black people. Kanye West doesn't care about white people. Period. Kanye West cares about Kanye West, period. And so when you hear him, all of his points go back to himself. Right. It's not about a greater good. It's not about any sense of community. He has no sense of community. He only has a sense of self. And even that, he don't even have a sense, a, a good sense of who his self is. That's why he's running around here confused all the time. <laughs> Whew. She said that. And she said what she said. She said what she said. And I mean, like, honestly, um, going like what Coco had touched on, this is why we still have to say Black Lives Matter. And I know people get tired of hearing that, 
But that's why, because you, again, as everyone has pointed out, you can say whatever you want towards and to black people and nobody moves. People might make a little comment. Oh, that was really bad. We don't stand behind that. We don't support that. But no dollars is moved. No, nothing, nothing significant is happening. Say, say something about, about another group, Jewish community, all of a sudden everything gets shut down. Things is moving. And this is why I say people are afraid of Black people for so many reasons, but the main thing they're afraid of us doing is organizing. Yes. Because when you organize, that's what happens. Jewish people organize. Their community is organized. They, people know what will happen if you go against them. Or if you, you, if you say something crazy like that, I, I, I don't know why he said that. That's ridiculous. And, and if we were able to organize in that same manner, and I hope we are able to at some point, again, the way we were organized during, say, the civil rights movement, um, things will move and things will change. Um, that's another discussion for another day. All right, Kaylee said, you can't say stuff like that and expect no reaction from anyone what it is especially when you're someone of affluence um and, and, and influence it's a dog whistle to people to it's like a call to arms mm -hmm. um because they did talk about how there were people hanging banners and saying we agree with kanye hate groups and things like that trump we saw him doing that when he was in office dog whistling then when you, you do enough dog whistles you end up with a january 6th but even Trump had more sense than to outright say certain things. He wouldn't. He yeah. He he was a little bit more slick with it. But you know, this man is obviously not well. And I agree with you. Kanye care about Kanye. Mm -hmm. He's been clamoring um, to be in white spaces for decades. He has been clamoring to be viewed and transcend his blackness. And he thought being on the Forbes list and, and reaching billionaire status and all of that would have given him a certain level of respect and that he would have transcended blackness. And when it didn't happen, he threw a tantrum. That is what we're seeing. That's what I believe what we're seeing. A lot of a lot of black celebrities and black billionaires, uh, I'm about to call a bunch of folks in front of the congregation, old dude that paid the uh, scholarships at Morehouse, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Rihanna, um, who else out here getting money, Diddy, um, any of those people, a lot of them, oof, I hope I don't, I don't get fucked up in the game for this. I think a lot of times we forget that these folks are not academians. They're artists. They are entertainers. And that means that most likely, no disrespect to them, most of them are not that bright. And most of them don't understand. And not. And I, when I say not bright, I'm not saying they're stupid, but they're not very informed. They know a lot of information. They will uh, co-op movements, play like they love the Black Panthers or play like they you know, love Black people and Black culture, but their behavior is in direct opposition of that. Um, hoarding a lot of money is a white supremacist behavior. <laughs> uh, and we can have a whole podcast on that. But the point that I was going to make is that, you know, these people are not, um, these people are not concerned <laughs> about anyone but themselves. Otherwise, they wouldn't behave in the way that they do. Um, and I think that they also don't understand that you hoarding all of that wealth does not bring you in proximity to whiteness. I think that a lot of Black billionaires and Black multimillionaires and celebrities and artists tend to forget that your money is not old. And your systems are not old either. 
you don't have no control over nothing. The people that are signing the checks and signing the deals that you all are a part of and, and, and paying for stuff, that is the old money. That is the old guard. That is the infrastructure. And unless you are going in to figure out how to dismantle that, you're doing nothing but participating in the systems that have that were oppressing you before you became rich and are oppressing the people that are buying the stuff that are making you rich. But again, that's a whole other podcast. All right. I guess um, he's doing something and saying something as we speak. So we'll probably have an update for y'all um, on Wednesday, on Extra Wet Wednesdays, on Instagram, and next week um, on the podcast because it ain't going <laughs> to stop. It's not. And I just want to say the only reason why I'm so connected to this story, I really did like Kanye West. When he first came out as a Black woman, who lived in the suburbs and surrounded by a bunch of white people. Kanye West was an artist that came out and he wasn't talking about like some gang shit. He was not, he was really talking about things that I related to and also just his ability to uh, produce music. And like, I was also in the orchestra. He used a lot of strings and like, he really like made beautiful music. And I don't know what, well, mental health and mental illness happened, but it's so disappointing because like Kanye West from 2004 and all of that, like that is just, that person does not exist. And I defended Kanye for the longest time because I was like, I know there's, I, I know that soul is in there. Like, no, he's gonna, and no, no, he's just really a terrible um, person who's mentally ill, but I also believe he's a shitty person on top of that, so I didn't want to believe that for a long time. You miss um, Through the Wire, Kanye. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. We all do. I mean, he's going through the wire right now, but either way, he is. Hmm. Hmm. All right, moving forward, um, let's talk about babies and having them and everything that goes along with that. Um, Kaylee, I'm coming to you infant death rates what's going on okay so a recent study that was done um found that neo neonatal mature oh my god i'm sorry <laughs> mortality is two times higher among black infants than whites when conceived naturally um but when assisted by a reproductive uh technology neonatal mortality was more than four times higher among black babies than that of white babies um, and so obviously this is shocking news. Um, we already know about the, uh, black mortality, uh, death rates of, of babies, but also mothers that is just like a, an epidemic that we don't even really talk about enough. Um, the story I've read, it has no like clues as to like why this is. Um, but what are y'all thoughts on that? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious at the end of the day, Western, um, even though uh, black bodies have been used um, from uh, from an experimentation standpoint to do a lot as far as Western medicine is concerned, most of Western medicine is based off of uh, uh, white people's genetics. And so I imagine that a lot of these fraternal, uh, fertility treatments are probably based off of white people's genetics, white babies, white embryos, et cetera, um, white DNA. Um, and so if you're utilizing science that is based mostly... Um, if not solely um, on the genetic science, uh, physiological, biological makeup of only one group of people, then you're not accounting for some of the things that may be different in other types of embryos, other types of babies, um, other types of bodies. 
Um, on top of the fact that, you know, obviously we know uh, mortality rates as far as infants and mothers in the back, black community, black doctors, including other black doctors, don't believe black women when they're saying that they're in certain types of pain and experiencing certain types of things um, as it relates to pregnancy and the actual process of childbirth. Um, so I think it's I think it's pretty obvious. Like we we don't study black women in, in pregnancy um, and, uh, uh, and and black embryos enough Um people are probably not paying for that to be studied um, other than, you know, for trying to find some way to create some type of medication uh, <laughs> to get somebody hooked on. Um, um, the pharmaceutical industry typically pays for studies that are going to make sure that they get paid. Um, and so if they don't see, again, this all comes back to money. If they don't see uh, uh, an economic uh, influx or increase attached to something, they're, they're not going to spend the money on it. So I would, I would imagine that a lot of these fertility treatments Probably if you dig into the to the science and actually go into like different scientific journals, there's probably not a lot of evidence around or research around what happens when you do fertility treatments on people of African-American descent and of African descent or part of the African diaspora. It's probably mostly around white children. And I'm also willing to say that probably most fertility treatments go to white people because fertility treatments are highly expensive. And uh, overwhelmingly, of course, we still, you know, Black people still live below the poverty line. So even if you are doing fertility treatments, you may not have access to some of the best fertility clinics and fertility doctors. Um, so that's 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 where my mind went when I when I look at that particular situation. Coco, what you got? Um really just it's not surprising. Um it's black women and you know, black babies have always had a high higher mortality rate. Um I don't. It just. It's sad, and I don't. I don't think. I don't think people care enough. But like Auntie Kaylee said, like black women and children is is just not on people's radar. Like our 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 health is just not on people's radar. Like they just don't care. They don't. I think um, Kirby, you you hit on something definitely um, um, about the countless experiments and stuff that was done on black women, but maybe not to benefit black women. Mm -hmm. um, James Marion Sims, um, that is a name that you may have heard in the history books, um, commonly known as the father of modern medicine and or in gynecology specifically. Um, he performed countless experiments, AKA torture on um, enslaved black women throughout the late 1800s, the late 1800s, let me, close to 1900 because I think people forget that slavery was not that long ago, number one. Um, these were obviously unwilling subjects. They were enslaved women who were given to him. In one of his journals, I remember him saying that there was not a day that went by that he did not have several um, bodies that he could pick from to do this torture on. And what he was doing was experimenting for modern gynecology to figure certain things out about what was affecting women and their health. Um, there was no anesthesia for these women, no mercy, because it was believed that black women did not feel pain. Even though obviously he's literally cutting into these women alive. Um, also, I still wanna, uh, just can I dovetail? Mm -hmm. That's still like a common belief with doctors today that black yeah. people still pain. Yes. Or have, don't experience have a higher pain threshold. So we right. don't, and and that and that is the legacy of these experiments and this and these medical practices. That's why we have these today. Um, I surmise that the medical research developed 
from the unauthorized torture and use of many black bodies, um, enslaved women and unenslaved. You have the Tuskegee syphilis experiment. And yes, Miss Henrietta Lacks, who y'all still using her DNA without permission. Um, the ends, do they justify the means? I'll let you be the judge of that um, with your personal morals and values. Um, black women are ignored. Like Auntie Kelly said countless times when they tell their doctors that they're in pain, something doesn't feel right, something is not going right. They are dismissed and discounted in the medical field. Black women, if you don't take anything else, hear me when I say this, advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. Advocate for your medical health. Advocate to your doctor what you need. And if your doctor cannot do what you need, fire them and get another doctor. If you are afraid, take somebody with you that will advocate for you and, and until you are able to do it for yourself. Because guess what? We are literally dying. And that's even with black doctors. I had to fire a black doctor. It was actually an older black woman in her 70s. And it's not even just about diagnoses. It's also about bedside manner. People talk, doc, doctors of all colors and backgrounds and genders talk reckless, in particular to black women and black people when they're in a doctor's office, even to the point of almost chastising you for having a recurring illness. And that was why I had to had to fire somebody. Because I'm just like, I'm already coming in here under the guise of there's pressure and, and, and possibly grief around having to deal with certain types of illnesses. But then to have you talk to me like I'm like I'm a, literally like I'm a slave or like I'm stupid. No, we're not. We're not doing that. Always act like you said, always advocate for yourself and go to multiple doctors. If you have the type of health care where you whether it's you know, you can go to any kind of doctor or you have certain doctors, go to more than one primary care doctor. Test them out. See how you feel when you talk to them. Ask them to explain results. Ask them what their process of being a doctor is. Do they do only conventional or conventional and holistic? Do they try to treat the whole person or just the symptoms? Um, or do they do root cause, proper root cause analysis? Don't always run off of what one doctor says to you because just because somebody gives you a prescription doesn't mean they're giving it to you in your best interest. Just all those different types of things are very important. Uh, whether you're primary, whether you're dealing with primary care or a specialist, and if you got specialists, you definitely got to shop around. Because just because somebody says that they're a specialist doesn't mean that they are doing their due diligence. Mm -hmm. All right, and in that field, Coco, um, with um, these mortality rates and things going on, that brings us to um, with these in vitro and other things. There are a lot of older women mm -hmm. um, who are trying to get pregnant, specifically. There was one in the news lately. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Um, Isha or Aisha. I might be saying it wrong. I'm sorry, Pooh. Um, but Aisha Sussay, she is a British journalist. Um, and she was also a former CNN anchor and an author. She has a nonprofit. And she is currently the CEO of OK Media. Um, she shared her pregnancy journey on being 46 years old, divorced, single, and deciding to have a baby on her own terms through um, IVF. Um, just like many women, um, she imagined motherhood would enter her life through traditional and conventional means. But as we all know, life be licensed sometimes. And, you know, we have to go different routes and, you know, than what we imagine. Um, she had a brief marriage that did not result in children. Then following that, she became her mother's caregiver. And then she found herself in a bad relationship with a man. Um, so... When she got a divorce, she said that not having a child would result in her would, would result as a greatest regret in her life. And waiting for the right man to come along could have, you know, basically she could have ran out of time instead of waiting for 
the right man. She decided that I am the right person and I am at a time of my life where I can financially and emotionally and physically support a child. So she is sharing her pregnancy journey. And I think that it's great. I think that we as um, women have to get out of doing things the conventional route because that just may not be in our life plan. Like she's at a point in her life where she can, you know, take care of a baby. And if she want a baby, she should have it. She don't need a man to do it. Clearly. And she's successful. She's um, reached a lot of heights. So I feel like if you had a point in life and you know you reached all your goals and you felt like you reached your potential and something is missing, I think you should go get that something no matter what it is. Whether it's a baby, whether it's traveling around the world. And I'm happy for her. And I wish you nothing but the best. So what's y'all thoughts? Oh, I'm interested to hear y'all's thoughts. We are all in our 30s. Kyrie, you're in like your mid-30s. Me and Kaylee are in our late. Um, and none of us have kids. Rude. He didn't have to bring that up. I mean, you know, it was like, we all look like <laughs> it. But <laughs> um, none of us have children yet. So this could possibly be our reality if we desire children in the future and have not had them um, naturally um, or with a partner. So what do y'all think? I say let's normalize actually planned pregnancy. Period. Uh, if you're going to and and not, oh, I plan to get married, and then my me and my husband we're going to have a baby at some point. No, no, no. Planned pregnancy, having a, a parenting plan for your child, doing research on parenting, doing research on child development, understanding child development. I very much so believe that um, as a single woman, you can meet all of your child's needs if you plan for that. Mm -hmm. um, also, it might be less harmful for the child than the child being uh, um, in a two-parent home where they're not getting along or that it's going to end a divorce or there's whatever. Um, more than half of marriages, or I don't know what the current numbers are, but I know it's about half of marriages don't work out. Uh, there's a whole bunch of babies born out of wedlock. So if you consider all of that, there's already a whole bunch of kids running around here without you know both parents present in their life. Um, and they can be totally healthy, happy children just have a plan and i think also probably going into it like this without that expectation of a partner that may or may not work out it might work out better for that child so i i support the movement um you know go off sis uh have at it i'm not interested in having a kid without a partner but also if she has the money to get whatever nannies, all pairs, midwives, doulas, uh, private tutors, etc. Girl, enjoy. I personally would not have a kid at 46. And truthfully, I'm still a child and I'm my only child. So I don't really have intentions of having any children. And if somebody marries me, please understand that I will also be your only child. Um, but no, seriously, uh, you know, congratulations to her. Uh, like as Kaylee said, um, I'm definitely here for planned pregnancies. Because the U.S. Um, has enough unplanned pregnancies and we all have to deal with the consequences of y'all having unplanned pregnancies because you're not prepared to be parents and then you raise people that are not prepared to be, you know, contributing human beings. And then we got to go to our jobs every day and deal with they fool la la. And I'm not necessarily interested and I'm more than sure the rest of the aunties are not. Uh, I know most of the aunties are in criminal justice and they tend to deal with the people who had unplanned pregnancies. Um uh, and the ramifications of that, um, and the, the the poor planning. Uh, what what is it, uh, Auntie, uh, Auntie Nick? Uh, piss poor planning prevent or, or poor, wait a minute. What what is it? Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. 
Yeah, and there's just a lot of improper uh, preparation going on um, uh, in in the world, and particularly in this in this country. So, congratulations to her for living on her own terms. That I can I can align with. But I don't want no regrets at 46. Um, if I if I don't have a kid, probably by the time I'm 40, it's probably not going to happen. And like I said, I have some very specific requirements, which I really quick I want to go on a tangent about that. Black women, it's okay to have requirements. Don't handle a kid by a man that cannot provide you the environment that you desire and require in order to raise children. That's foolish. You're asking to be stressed the fuck out. Now I don't know about everybody else, but even if I had a kid, the kid itself is enough stress. I don't need nothing else added to that. I don't care how much I love you. Google God, God fuck that. Um, do not have kids with somebody who is not willing, ready, and prepared and committed. I'm even considering the possibility of having a, you know how people have prenuptial agreements and stuff like that? I'm considering if I ever was to get married again, a, um, a prenatal agreement. Uh, what you are required to do if I have your children. Um, so, you know. There's that. That's interesting. Prenatal agreement. Um, what do I think about this? I mean, I think it's cool. I think, um, like Auntie Kayla said, let's normalize planned pregnancies and let's normalize responsible planned pregnancies because some of these real these folks be planning these pregnancies and don't have no no business having kids. Um, <laughs> y'all remember Jody and Baby Boy was have my baby, you know, and he had no business having no babies. Um. I think if you are healthy and, and stable at 46 and you're able to, to, to have a healthy pregnancy and that's something that you've always wanted to experience um, and you're able to, great. I'm happy for you. Um, I hope, like you said, that you have the support system around you um, to do it. But like we also said, the, the, the reality is there are women having kids every day on their own um, for less pleasant reasons um i guess my only thing that i'll be concerned about is when the child grows up then wanting to maybe have a relationship or un understand their biological father's side um people tend to want to know where they came from mm -hmm. um this this is something just just a human trait and so i think that depending on that child's curiosity when they get older grow up or an adult have kids of their own Maybe them wanting to know those things, also needing to know like medical backgrounds and things like that, that could affect them. How much do you really know when you're getting a donor? Um, how, how honest was that donor? How much information did they give? Um, I know some of them do sign the thing to say that if the child wants to um, get to know them, that they can um, after a certain age. And some say that, no, they don't want to remain anonymous. Um, so that would be like one of my main concerns is what would I do? Because I'm trying to put myself in a mother's position when my child wants to know who's my dad, where are you know, where do I come from? And I don't have those answers, I can't give it to them. So that's the only thing. But I do want to also say I appreciate this woman because she don't need none of our tax dollars to help take care of her kid. And that's another thing that I look at. Y'all keep having these kids, but want us to take care of them for you. When you are having children, it needs to be what planned, like you said. And part of that plan needs to be the financial part that says that you are able to take care of these children on your own. And I don't think she's going to have any problem with that. I wish her a happy, healthy pregnancy. Look forward to seeing the baby when the baby comes. And if we need to help come up with baby names, we can do that.
All right. Anything else on that one, y'all? No, girl. Enjoy. Have a <laughs> moving right along. Um, Kirby, coming back to you. What what is going on? Um, you gotta tell me some more details on this black women being targeted, nobody's believing them. Why are we still questioning when we try we, we, we be trying to tell people? Trying to tell you, and, and and this 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 particular uh situation and circumstance uh lends itself and connects itself to the other conversations we've been having today about folks not listening to black women. Uh, and it's very unfortunate, but I'm going to try my best to, 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 to put a decent spin on it. Um, a black woman actually escaped after being held against her will by a white man in Missouri. Um, uh, essentially what happened uh, was uh, there were some residents in Kansas City, Missouri, um, a particular neighborhood that were saying um, they were complaining to, black, uh, to the police that black women were actually, a number of black women were missing. Um, and apparently the police uh, of that particular community are facing a lot of backlash. Um, uh, after a particular black woman who escaped uh, captivity with this white man, um, they're basically saying like the, the community and the black woman saying like, you know, the police were not believing um, and not really tro- properly investigating these circumstances. Uh, this is actually a 22 year old woman who managed to escape. Um, she's identified in the police report um, uh, uh, form as, a, uh, as TJ. Um, she actually escaped on October 7th uh, from Excelsior Springs um, uh, an Excelsior Springs home uh, that belonged to a man named Timothy Marion Hazlitt Jr., which that name alone just, anyways. Um, and apparently, he's been, uh, she's accusing him of kidnapping and um, sexually assaulting her um, after quote unquote picking her up um, in Kansas City in early September. Um, it's noted here, quote, it was readily apparent uh, that she had been held against her will for a significant period of time. Um, when she actually escaped, and this is how I know, like, when, like, when y'all got to be careful on, on these dating apps, or if you are a sex worker, I don't, none of that, none of that is specified here, but y'all got to be careful. When she escaped, um, she actually, uh, had on latex lingerie, a metal collar with a padlock and duct tape around her neck. Um, when she escaped from this particular situation. And unfortunately, she was one of four that were being held and she was the only one that um, managed to get out of that circumstance. Um, we know about that situation, if I'm not mistaken, earlier this year or late last year with that man. Um, and I'm pretty sure her family is still trying to figure out some stuff, that white man that this girl met off of Bumble and they found her in his bed, um, dead, and, and uh, found uh, high levels, I think it was fentanyl in her system. So she might've been drugged and killed. And possibly sexual assaulted. Um, it's just really, it's really sad to know. And it's not as if we aren't aware of this, but it still, it still feels terrible anytime I hear a story like this that black women can't proverbially move about the cabin freely. Uh, you can't just meet somebody and you know get to know them and, and enjoy dating. Or if you are a sex worker, you can't just do your job and go home. Um, there's some really, really sick people out here. And this, this Timothy guy, he looked like a, a Jeffrey Dahmer, Manson, uh, all, all the murderers. He looked like that disheveled, really like mountain white man look that them, that they be having and very like weird in the eyes kind of situation. And so again, just cautionary tale. Um, and also connecting back to that man earlier that we talked about, uh, Doylen, uh, giving out uh, tickets to the HIV line. Um, we've got to be careful. Um, and we've got to listen 
when communities are saying and black women are saying, this is what we're dealing with. This is what we're suffering with. I can't find my wife. I can't find my daughter. I can't find my sister, my friend, et cetera. And I would challenge the black community um, to be more vigilant as, as vigilant as possible. Be we, we honestly kind of to a degree got to get to a point where we're okay with going to jail in order to advocate for ourselves, because if they're not believing that these women are missing. And we all know that from a sex trafficking standpoint, black women are one of the most targeted groups. There are thousands upon thousands of black women and girls that are still missing um, as we speak. But we've got to start, you know, being more vigilant and, uh, and figuring out ways to hold our authorities who get paid through our tax money and tax dollars to make sure that our communities are protected and that if someone has not been protected, that it is investigated thoroughly. Um, so this was just a really sad situation. Um, and I, it didn't say specifically how long this man had been doing it, but obviously long enough to unalive um, a number of women and specifically women of color and specifically black women. Um, so again, black women, just be careful out here. Um, you know, they say uh, God protects babies and fools, um, but they didn't say black women though. So how do you all um, consider the conversations we've been having today around um, Things that have been impacting Black women. How? What? Where, where do you walk? Where do you all stand on this particular circumstance? I mean, it's sad. Like Auntie Nick said earlier, um, Black Lives Matter was a statement and a movement for a reason. Um, because more often than not, our lives don't matter. And definitely when it comes to Black women. Um, in reading about this story, they were saying uh, in Kansas City, this particular neighborhood in Kansas City, uh, two years ago. Uh, they went canvassing for uh, missing women, uh, 38 missing women. And I just want to remind everybody, we all know and are familiar with Kansas City. Kansas City is not a large city at all. It's not like a metropolis. Um, and so 38 uh, women were missing. Out of those 38, 32 were Black. Hmm. Um, and so <laughs> we are going missing on a, on a very large scale. Um, is not talked about. Uh, that man did look terrifying. Um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the documentary that Soledad O'Brien uh, did a couple of years ago called Black and Missing, uh, where she uh, <clears throat> documented and covered a few different stories about Black women who had gone missing and then just the process of trying to solve those mysteries, um, not all of which were um, able to be solved. So just protect yourself if you can. Um, but you know, there are some sick people out there, so keep your head on the swivel. I mean, this is really scary. It just makes me say exactly what Kaylee just said keep your head on the swivel. Um, never let up, always be aware of your surroundings and what's going on. Um, being a woman is literally living as a living, breathing target. Um, we realize this very young. We may not recognize it as that, but we, we start to navigate the world and see the world as, as that very, very young. I look back as early, I can remember as five years old of having these thoughts of somebody could try to take me um, and I have to be aware of my surroundings and, and protect myself. Um, it's very scary. I don't, I don't think that there's necessarily anything that people do that's wrong, but it's just literally we're being hunted. I've been seeing things um, recently, even about people putting zip ties on women's um, car handles. 
if you see those, check your cars, you know, when you when you're in a safe place, not in a parking lot, when you get to a safe place. Um, making sure that there are no markers being left on your vehicle, things like that. Um, making sure that if people are leaving things on your windshield, just drive off, let, let it fly off or get to another safe place and remove it and use your windshield wipers, knock it off because people are counting on being able to distract you so that they have those seconds, which is all they need to take you. Um, be aware of your surroundings. Don't be on the phone walking around, especially to and from your vehicles. Um, look around. Make sure you look people in the face. Let them know that you see them. Um, don't go places alone if you don't have to. When you're approaching your car, look under the car. Make sure that there's nobody under there. Make sure there's nobody um, in your car. Make sure that there are no um, people in vehicles around your car. If need be, go back inside and have security walk you back to your vehicle um, to make sure that you get in safely and that nobody's trying to take you. It ain't always the big scary van that people think it's going to be. Um, it's crazy that literally these are the things that have to swirl in our brains as we do simple things such as walk to the mailbox. Because, oh, let's us not forget, in Atlanta, women are being snatched out of their own front yards. Um, and, th and that's very recent, that we've seen things caught on cam um, of women being taken, just standing in their yard, walking to the mailbox, watering their flowers. So we have to be diligent. And these people are keeping women in regular neighborhoods. This is how confident and comfortable they are. These are regular neighborhoods, regular houses, kids playing next door, and they don't have no fear of keeping these women hostage. So um, it is also just extra disparaging that a lot of these women look like us and that nobody cares. The, the sense of urgency isn't there because that black life doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. These women are fine. They can take care of themselves because we don't feel pain. We don't feel fear. I don't know what the answer is, but I know we ain't got there yet. I, I was shocked by this and, and just the, the degradation of it all to have this woman found the way she was found in that state wearing what she was wearing is disgusting. And then I look at this man picture and Lord have mercy. Terrifying. Terrifying. Horrible, right? Like who? Oh my God. Crazy. Anyway, that's my thoughts on that. I, I mm, it, it was in Missouri, but this is happening everywhere. On top of being terrified looking, I bet he's musty too. So right. Exactly. It is like I ain't, I ain't trying to be funny, but that's who my kidnapper got to be. Take Can me not, Lord. Take me now. Right. <laughs> Let me just snap my own neck. Like that. I'm sorry, but like, even like you look like the Jeffrey Dahmers and this, like that. I can't get a Brad Pitt looking like to come snatch me up or something. Like, if you're going to do it. Yeah, he's very disheveled um, on multiple levels. I, 
he just looked like he smelled like corn chips and Mountain Dew, and I just I can't. Also, I think this is showing, you know, future serial serial killers and psycho Joes because you know we're not gonna catch them all. Who to target? Like who to target? Like they like even going back to like Jeffrey Dahmer and a lot of like serial even black serial killers like black men they knew like they're not going to be looking for sex workers they're not going to be looking for black women like they're going to chunk it up to as she ran away or she was going through something so it's teaching them who to victimize and that's how i feel like that nobody cares like and because they know nobody cares oh i can grab her up and take her home and you know have her in my basement down there screaming for her life and nobody is going to even think to look for her they're going to say she ran off. She was going through something, you know. And you have family members telling you, like, no, that's not her. She would not do that. She would not leave her kids. She would not just go run off that. That's not in her character. And then you got law enforcement who we pay to be like, well, we'll let you know if something happened. Don't go look for it. Don't do nothing. They don't They don't give a fuck. And I see it every day with runaway girls, teenage girls. I'm talking about law enforcement do not go look for them at all. They don't look for them. And they don't they don't think they're missing. They don't think they run away. Oh, she just with her friend. No. She's being sex trafficked. She's being human trafficked. She's been all over the place. I have found, I have been in many situations, not found, because I ain't found them, where one of my girls who's been running away, been on the run for months, in a car with a grown man in a whole nother county, and they don't even take that man to jail. Mm-hmm. This is the adult male that she does not know, mom does not know, and they can't take him to jail. I'm so cons- I don't know what's going on, but in my mind, I think it's some high uh, power shit going on with sex trafficking, human trafficking. It's a lot of politics that's in on it, and that's why it's not a big deal. But that's my take on it, though, because it's not the math is not mad. Interesting take. Well, ladies. Like Auntie Kelly said, keep your head on the swivel. Be careful and look out for each other. Mm-hmm. All right? When you see something, say something. Call it out and keep calling it out. All right. Well, that's the menu for today. Thank you for that good conversation, ladies. All right. Mm-hmm. Bottom of the show. Y'all know what that is. We got to remind you of what our book of the month was. We know this was a short month, but we did want to hit you with a good classic Kirby, if you could remind them of what the book of the month for October 2022 is. And again, our conversation circles back around to the treatment of Black women and Black women's uh, you know, self-determination. So our book of the month for October is The Color Purple by none other than the Alice Walker. Most of us know that story, but if you don't, it's a story of a young lady named Celie and her experiences in the, in the South um, during a time period, um, which might as well be this time period, when women didn't have much, uh, many options, and you can very easily be sold off to uh, some man and be his uh, his wife, and basically be treated like his slave. But one thing that I do encourage people, um, if you've seen the movie, read the book. The book is much deeper, much more dense, much more dynamic, and the story is so much richer. So again, go ahead and get your copies of The Color Purple by Alice Walker, and that is our October book of the month. Mm. All right. Well... Um, it's time for that part that all of us are looking forward to. Sometimes <laughs> you go get your food, you're ready to eat, you take it home, you open it up, you take a bite, and your fries ain't even hot. 
got to do a return. We like to call them let goes, things that we want to let go of. And um, yeah, I got to let go for this week, y'all. <laughs> I have a let go. Um, I want to let go of people who act or play dumb. Specifically men who act and play dumb. Um, personally, professionally, whatever. People who act and play dumb. Definition of dumb, temporarily unable, unable or unwilling to speak. Now, why this is significant is because when people do dumb shit, they get quiet when they're confronted with it, right? Suddenly they play dumb. They don't have nothing to say, no explanation, no communicato. Um, I'm sick of that shit. Um, personally, I'm tired of telling people professionally um, specific instructions, um, things to do and not to do, and then people doing the exact opposite of what I said. The interesting thing is that with, with, when dealing with dumb people, they're really not that dumb. And that's the thing you have to keep in mind. They like to play dumb because it throw you off. Because now you unsure of how to move forward. You're uncomfortable. You're unstable. No. Take a moment. Take a breath. Restabilize yourself and realize you ain't got time to play with these people because they playing dumb and you're not falling for it. Confront them. Hold their feet to the fire. Remember what it is that you know to be true, not what they try to present to you. And if they can't get on that track, go ahead and have a plan of how to deal with it. Actionable items. Step one, step two, and step three of how you're going to get them on the fuck out the way because you can't continue living like this. Stop letting people make you uncomfortable because they want to play dumb. I'm letting go of dumb and dumb playing people. I ain't got time for it. No room for it. And I hope all of y'all do the same thing. Let them go. I am very much in concurrence with that. Um, uh, dumb people, uh, sub A, sub B, people that can't follow instructions. It's just, just please stay away from me. I don't... <laughs> If you can't read a basic recipe, um, if you don't know your left and your right, just I'm fine. Thank you so much. We appreciate these you. These people gonna complicate your life unnecessarily, and they and they don't get. And the thing about it, you start caring more about how what you gonna do or say affect them, but they're not thinking about what they say or do affecting you. So don't do it. Don't fall for it. Like little James, say you can't trust a mama. <laughs> don't engage. No, I don't engage in, in dumb shit. I don't engage in no dramatic shit. I just don't engage. I disengage. Like, I engage I see, in shit. I'm like, you know what? This is not the space for me. So, you know what? It looks like you're about to fail. Um, I've tried to help you once before. <laughs> I'm going to let you go ahead and do that. You know, rock on. It's not my business. Shit. <laughs> Pretty much. And anybody else had any let goes? Um, I have one. All I right. really like love people who speak in absolutes. Woo! Talk about it. Uh, that pisses me off. Like, that puts me in rage mode. Don't tell Kaylee <laughs> what she always does or what she never does. Don't limit my potential. Don't cap me. Don't do any of that. I don't always do anything. Period. Period, I guess, it's except for breathe and pay taxes. But outside that, like... They gonna always do that either. Yeah, no, that's going to come to an end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Limit yourself. Talk about what you always do and what you never do. 
Um, but I had to correct somebody because people, I don't even think people realize how often they'll say that in conversation. Like, oh, you're always this. You're always negative. You're always the one. No, no, number one, ma'am. No, I don't always do anything. No. So let's start right there. Um, so everything else you said after that, I don't believe you because you started off with, uh, you know, an untrue statement. So everything else, just you're already just uh, devalued and, um, uh, you know, everything that comes after that is just like a fallacy. So, nope, nope. And again, yeah. I don't engage with that. And also, yeah, I'm cutting people off at the past. You disrespect me, I'm stopping you there. Let's address the disrespect. And actually, I'm not even going to, like I said, I'm not even addressing the second point. Because now you got to restate what you were trying to say. So, because I don't understand what you were trying to say. So, those are my thoughts. Not knowing the difference between always and consistently. I mean, even a crackhead ain't always high. <laughs> I don't know how that's relevant, but <laughs> it is. It is. Because somebody will be like, well, he always high. Well, is he always high or is he high anytime he can get high? Because here, you know, extra crispy, extra wet, as I like to say, words mean things. Mm -hmm. They do. And and those absolutes can affect people. Um, even people talk to children in absolutes. And it, and it frames who they become mm -hmm. because of that. And maybe we don't even realize we're doing it mm -hmm. sometimes. You know, you always acting up. Right. Are, well, are they? You always, always act just like your daddy. You know, and, and a kid hear that enough, they're going to always act up. Well, I'm always acting up. So I'm always, you know, so yeah, we do need to be more conscious. But like I told you, I would like to say for sure, I never speak in absolutes. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Any other let goes? No, I'm on board with both of y'all today. Yeah. All right, we letting it go. All right, sometimes we go to the function. You know, we like to have extra. We got extra food left over. We want you to wrap it up in that good old aluminum foil, put it in a styrofoam box, take it home, put it in the refrigerator, and eat on it the next day. We like to call this our to-go box, something we want you to leave with, um, carry throughout the week. Miss Coco, you got something for the people? Um, Yes, be delusional. Um, but be Delusional in a positive way. I wait, wait, like, wait, wait, wait. You said, be, you said be delusional. Yes. Okay, I, I gotta hear it. So I seen on TikTok, I don't remember who the content creator is, I don't know her name, but she was saying like how she lives her life by being delusional. Like I'm always happy. I am uh I love my job. I am a rich black woman. So I was like, you know what? Let me try it. So lately I've been always like, I love my job. Like I'll go in and like, oh my God, I just, I'm so happy here. Like I love it here. And now I see like my job is getting better. Like it's, I'm just surrounded by like a positive aura, even like being a rich black woman. Like I've been living my life for the past couple of weeks as a rich black woman, swiping my good old card. And you know, I, it's been working. I looked at my account and I was like, I'm really a rich black woman. I don't even know where it comes from. And I'm not going to question God because we don't do that around here. But I'm like, you know, when I was worrying about like finances and worrying about like trying to get a new job, like I was so miserable. Like I was just unhappy at work. Like every day I was going to work, something bad was happening. Them damn kids was getting on my nerves. Their parents getting on my nerves. But when I started to speak like 
being delusional. <laughs> like I'm just so happy here and I'm a rich black woman and I love my life. Like everything is going the way that I want it to go. Everything has been going the way that I want it to go. So I'm telling y'all, be delusional. Not like Herschel Walker and Kanye West, but be delusional. <laughs> like this is working out for me. Everything is going to work out in my favor. Like I am here. Like this is my time. I am blessed. I have abundance. Like think, think like that every day when you wake up, like every day I make my bed, I say those things. And when I walk out the house, that shit is happening to me. And I love it here in La La Land. So if you need me, this is where I'll be from here on out. Okay. Come on, La La Land. I'm here for it. I will join you. Let me go get a ticket. Girl, come on now. Let's come on because we got somewhere we got to go. But also be smart too. Like you, I want you to be delusional, but be smart. Like, don't like I'm gonna take this nigga back, even though he punched me in my face. Like, don't be that delusional, because that's not safe. I'm talking about positive delusions, not negative, not taking something negative and trying to make it a positive. You get what I'm saying? Like, we don't want to do that. Like, just speaking life to your like when I say delusional, speak the life that you want. Like it's like you already got it. And live the life that you already got it. Yeah, like for a minute, for delusion. Come on, y'all. We can go to La La Land. You're going to love it here. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yes. I, I'm, I'm with it. I'm going to start speaking some pot. You know, oh my God. It's Monday. I love Mondays. Yes. They're the best. I was actually read an article recently. They're talking about if you are feeling tired and you just tell yourself that you're not tired, that it actually will make you feel less tired. So I need to start doing that shit. Like, I don't need coffee. I'm not actually sleepy. I slept for eight hours last night. I'm good. I'm refreshed. I'm a mind of matter. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Absolutely. I'm with it. Anything else in the tickle box? No, I listen. That's all we need is delusion, delusion. <laughs> delusions of grandeur, <laughs> as yeah. he would say. <laughs> all right, Auntie Coco, thank you for that one. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. I ain't got no more. Kirby, tell the people where they can connect with us and find us. Um, you can reach out to us or f- go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Wet. We're also Wet on TikTok. Um, and uh, the Express Beer Sweat podcast on YouTube. Uh, make sure you follow, subscribe, do all the things, the TikTok, the Instagrams, um, and the YouTubers. Um, and, of course, obviously follow us on Anchor.fm. Uh, listen to the episode on Anchor.fm. That's how the aunties, you know what I'm saying, make sure that we can bring you amazing content. Um, you can DM us on any of those platforms, or you can email us your comments, questions, concerns, emotional outbursts on hello. Or at hello at extracurricularwet.com. If you can't spell, you know we know that words mean things here. Um, if you can't spell, please don't contact us. We don't want to talk to you. Um, and, of course, we just want to thank you for your continued engagement, continued support, continuing to listen, and continue to listen to us on our Fula La, and obviously join us on Wednesdays on Instagram um, for Extra Wet Wednesdays with the aunties talk a little bit more, get a little bit spicier um, about a few uh, subjects and topics, and that's Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time on Instagram. So again, thank you all. Um, and uh, send us your suggestions. What topics y'all want to talk about? Uh, who you want to uh, have a conversation about? We don't necessarily sip tea. We just talk about our opinions and things. Um, so we appreciate you all. And um, I'm going to hand it back over to Auntie Nick for the benediction. All right. Again, y'all could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us and we appreciate that. Um, 
we just going to get out of here. We will see y'all on Wednesday, Extra Wet Wednesdays. We don't like to say goodbye down here. We like to keep it straight ATL. So we're going to leave y'all with a good old I, 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 I